that easy. So next, we're going to go to one of my favorite passages in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, obviously, the Sermon on the Mount is one of the, the best teachings, like one of the most amazing teachings that Jesus ever did. But as we talk through that, there's so much that we could break down. I'm sure over, after like going through this podcast time and time again, we're going to hit Sermon on the Mount a ton. Yeah. And there's going to be a bunch of stuff we can pull from that. This is one of my favorites. And, and um, when I really started looking into it, it was actually during, um, you know, when I was a worship pastor, we would sing a bunch of these different songs. One of the songs that I really loved in the last few years is Jaira by mm-hmm. Maverick City. And, um, and in the bridge of that song, it, it basically takes these, these words word for word and, and talks through them um, and, and why we should be grateful, right? Using that word Jaira, um, Jehovah Jaira, or the, God, the one who provides, right? God who provides, um, like using that moniker as kind of the, the baseline for that. Mm-hmm. So let's dive in. We're, we're going to start in Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 25 is where I'm going to start. We'll kind of go from there. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. What, what will you eat or what will you drink? Nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not as a was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will He not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of heaven, the, king, uh, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about, your t- about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So a lot of really good things in there. Obviously, this, this aspect of the, the birds of the air and the lilies of the field and understanding, like God provides for them. You know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we have a bird feeder on our porch, but like, that's not because we need to save the birds, right? (laughs) (laughs) We just uh, are being selfish and want to see the birdies. (laughs) Right, right. It's not because we need to save them, right? Right. It's just there because we want to see them. But the birds will be totally fine without that bird feeder, right? Mm -hmm. The lilies of the field, it's not like we're making shirts for them or we need to clothe them. Like, they're beautiful and they're going to be more beautiful than anything we could ever wear, right? Like, God takes care of those things, and yet they're so useless, is basically what this passage is saying. Mm-hmm. Like, who really cares if, like, a pigeon dies, right? Who really cares if a lily is thrown into the oven or into the fire? Like, it's not that big of a deal. And yet, God cares for them. So if for them, how much more for you, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is something that we miss, because... We get so worried about everything in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we're so busy. We're, like, we're running around doing everything that we can, like, just trying to kill ourselves in order to be the best that we can and do the most that we can, be the most efficient. And yet God is saying, like, why? Like, sure, like, do do what you need to do, 
But why are you anxious about all these things? Why are you anxious about 10 years from now what's going to happen to you? Why are you anxious about, you know, what college you're going to get into? Why are you anxious about anything? Like, what can worrying do? Will it add a single hour to your life? Mm -hmm. Like, of course not. Yeah. Have you struggled with anxiety in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I get anxious over weird things. And even when I don't... um, even times that I don't even fully understand, I will be anxious just mm. just because. Mm. So, um, yeah, uh, there was. Do you want me to give a specific example? Sure, if you want to. Um, so we were getting sued. Yeah, true. And, and that's the most anxiety I've ever felt mm. um, because I didn't have control. I, it, right. Ultimately, it came down to control. I didn't have control i didn't know what they were going to do i didn't know what was going to happen so or the knowledge and capability of dealing with the situation yeah man they don't teach you the stuff in school they don't (laughs) teach you how to law and like even car accident like if you get in a car accident i don't even know what to do like how how do you get all that yeah yeah. like that stuff doesn't get taught that's a whole subject for another time yeah um but yeah it's just i think i think it does come down to control or not knowing um yeah yeah. How about you? I don't think I've really struggled with anxiety too much in my life. Mm-hmm. I think because from a very young age, I, I feel like I've lost control of a lot of things. Mm. You know, like I had, you know, my dad was super into like drugs and stuff. So he he ended up getting HIV, died at a young age. So like I had no control in that situation. My mom remarried. I had no control in that situation. Like we're moving from place to place. So like when I was in, when I was like seven years old, eight years old, we moved to Florida. So I I had no control in that situation. Like, so all these things kept on happening where I feel like from a very young age, I was kind of taught like, no, you don't really have control. You're just going to kind of go along with the flow, Mm -hmm. but you know what you do have control over whether you like or subscribe or follow this podcast, rating it five stars, whatever you need to do. That would really, really help us out. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. But then to couple that with a good thing is like my mom's faith and everything. Right. Mm -hmm. So for a while, my mom was a single mom before she got remarried. And so during that time, like, we didn't really know where money was coming from. We didn't really know. And this is all, like, digesting through my, you know, four, five, six-year-old brain, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so for me, I, I feel like that was just instilled in me from a very young age of being like, no, God will God will handle it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and my mom was very, like, that's something that I feel like was passed down to me from her, was, like, this real sense of faith of being like, no, nah, I'm not super worried about money because it'll get handled, right? Yeah. Um, which I feel like I still have today. Imagine being married and being an anxious person and being married <laughs> with someone who's like, I don't know, it's all right. Well, it's, it's not that good. I don't care. Right, but it's all, uh, it's um, it, it's a good thing, in mm. my opinion, because otherwise I'd, ah, mm. like, mm. what's going to happen? What do we do? Yeah. Uh, if you were anxious too, bruh. Yeah. Like, you know, Um we'd i don't know where we'd be but i love your faith you're like you're just like it's gonna it's gonna get taken care of yeah and it's not like this um like you're not trying to do anything right it doesn't come from a laziness right it comes from trust right and so it's it's not that i don't make a budget or i don't like do these things it's just that we have what we have and we if we if we feel like we're lacking in, in some area, like God will take care of it. Like we'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. So like, we don't have to worry. Like we were just talking about maybe buying a house, you know, in the next few years. And it's mm-hmm. like, seems insurmountable, you know, it does. like it seems like we need a lot of money for that. It seems mm-hmm. like, like we don't, we've never bought a house before. So like for us, it's like, how would we do that? You know, um, being in this 
kind of recession depression that we're in and all that kind of stuff. Like, what does it even look like? Yeah. Um, but for us, like, we know that God's going to make it work. Like, you know, whether we buy a house or we don't, or like what happens, like he's going to be glorified through what we do. And that is our mission, you know? Yeah. And rather than focusing on all these other things, that's what we focus on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I I love, I love this because, you know, I think of the song, I think of songs a lot because I was a worship pastor for so long, but Mm -hmm. I think of the song, so will I as well. And in the bridge of that song, it's like, um, you know, like all these other things are created. So like the stars and the mountains and the oceans, like the oceans roar, um, and the, the mountains bow down and the stars like show your glory. Mm-hmm. But like, if they do that, like how much more should I, like, would I ever let a rock take my place in worship of you? Right. You know, yeah. um, if the rocks cry out in silence, so will I like, mm-hmm. and it's like, how much more should I, how much more should I want to glorify you because of what you've done for me? You didn't have to save a rock, right? You didn't have to save a lizard. Yeah. Like you didn't have to save a star. Like it doesn't need salvation. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. And for me, like I should be so much more grateful than those things as another creation of God. Right. And so this plays into that for me, like in this anxiety, like if God loves these birds and these, um, and these, um, the lilies and the rocks and the, and the mountains and the trees, like how much more does he love me? How much more does he want to walk with me and have relationship with me? Because he doesn't pursue that with a rock or a, or a lily as, as far as my knowledge, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's not like, you know, he's not treating the lilies like this. We are very, very good, right? In his eyes, we are made very, very good. And yet sin corrupts and we, and we walk in that as well, right? Um, but it just blows my mind. It's like one of those moments where it's like, man, God, you did not have to, and yet you do. Mm-hmm. And you love me more than, even though I don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And so then that brings me to the place of worship of God, how much can I give you? I, I want to give you everything. I want to do absolutely everything. And yet I know that if, even if I give you every ounce of my being, it will not make you a single percent better, right? Mm-hmm. It won't make you a single percent more whole. And you know that too. And yet you still want me to do it. You still want me to come to you, Right. I don't know. It's just, it's overwhelming kind of thinking about that. And and I think that's why I don't have anxiety because like, I I truly think as I get older and as I, as I mature more in the scriptures, like I start to understand how big God actually is Yeah. because I see like this little tiny bit and I'm I'm like, Oh, I'm beginning to understand. I'm, Oh, Oh no. (laughs) You know, you start to see all of it and you're like, Oh wow. Like I, I never would have expected that it's so far beyond our comprehension. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just crazy to me, but God yeah. is good. To me, the verse that sticks out the most and has always been another one of my life verses is, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness is on, on all these things will be provided for you. It's yeah. the seek first yeah. It for me. Like we just seek him yeah. <laughs> like, and then everything else, like it doesn't matter, you know, like, and, and, and it does start to remove some anxiety for me when I focus in on him. But yeah, because <laughs> there's extremes, right? Yeah. Like as we talk about caring, let's talk about it in that frame. Like as you care about something, like you can go to the extreme of anxiety and worry, or you can go to the extreme of 
uh, kind of apathy and mm. not caring, right? Mm-hmm. Or laziness kind of plays into that too. So what God is saying is like, no, I don't want you to do either of these things. I want you to focus on caring about things in my will, yeah. right? And so, yes, prepare. Yes, get ready. Mm-hmm. But allow me to do those things and work through you mm-hmm. rather than you worrying about if it's going to work out in the way that you want it to be. Because that's that, again, I think boils down to selfishness. It boils down to pride. Like, of who you are as a person because you want to be glorified. You want to show you want to do well because it's what you want to do, not because it's what God has asked you to do, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so it's an interesting thing to balance. And I think in today's world, like I was looking at some statistics earlier again for this youth camp that I'm going to. And um, some of the statistics are like, um, you know, 50% basically 50% more teens nowadays are like depressed than ever before. Right. And all this stems from anxiety. It stems from the world kind of falling apart. Right. And my generation, the millennials, right. Like you're, you're an older millennial. I'm like at the very end of the millennial range, Mm -hmm. like um, a few years after me, it starts Gen Z. Right. And so like I, we have experienced in our childhood and in our life, like so many things over and over and over again from, you know, um, from Y2K and nine, nine 11 and, and, um, all the things that came along with that. Then we hit this huge recession in 2008 and then we hit the pandemic and all these other things, right? Like there's so many things that happened in our lifetime from the Columbine shooting to like everything else that's been exploding right in the last like 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so, Like we have experienced so much of this and Gen Z now is kind of getting the aftermath of a lot of this because they're being raised by a lot of these older millennials that have gone through all this stuff. And so that anxiety is already built up in them and passed down to them. And then on top of that, we hit the pandemic and all this Mm -hmm. stuff that's going on. And so it's like, we're seeing this huge, massive increase in depression, suicide, all these different things that are kind of coming up and really hurting this, this generation and kind of putting them in a place where they're starting behind everybody else. Right. Um, now I think this is counteracting in a lot of ways too, where now we're seeing some of the most dedicated Christians coming out of Gen Z, right? We have people like Isaac David who were taken to Israel, right? Like, mm-hmm. like he's solidly in that Gen Z de- generation, but he is like a solid biblical thinker, right? Yeah. He has a real understanding of what God wants from him and from this generation and kind of where things are going. And so he is going to be a voice of the Christian Gen Z generation. And so we're seeing kind of that, that pushback a little bit too, where it's becoming normal to be depressed. People are fighting back against that, you know, where it's becoming normal to walk in these sin lives. People are pushing back against that. And, um, and so we're starting to see some of that over and over again. Um, I don't know. It's interesting how, how it balances out from depression, anxiety, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a lot to, to deal with overall. And, And anxiety is not something that like we should just kind of, throw away either because it's not something that I've dealt with. And so I I think I have a tendency to do that. Mm -hmm. I think I have a tendency to just be like, just get over it. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like just stop. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't know. Cause I don't, I don't have that much empathy for it, you know, but I do see the, the brokenness that is formed from all these different things. And it's, I mean, there's so much that plays into it. We don't, we don't know, um, what really like, the other factor about Gen Z is that they grow up, they grew up with devices. They grew up yeah, with a screen yeah, yeah, in front yeah, yeah. of their face, so, you know, like even a screen babysitting them for yep. example. So, um, there's a lot they're, they're, they're exposed to so much more. Like they're, they're literally, their lives are on the, on the lines. Yeah. Online. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
So uh, being judged so much, being criticized. You're living your life on a stage. Yeah. yeah, That's the word. That's the phrase. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's heavy. But what will being anxious do? Can you add a single hour to your life? You know? No. Why worry about what you're going to eat or you're going to drink or what you'll wear? Because God takes care of the birds and the lilies. How much more will he take care of you? Hey, Brandon here. If you want to check out this full episode, you can do that on patreon.com slash the snipe life. This is the best way to help us to support what we're doing here on the Better Not Easy channel. Thank you very much. So just remember that following Jesus is better not easy.